The Valley Hub Stories podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast has been recorded, Gumbangia Country. We value and respect their continuing connection to and care of country throughout time. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Valley Hub Stories podcast and joining us today is a self-professed crazy animal lady and owner-operator of mobile and a farm-based petting zoo, Pets and Critters. Jody Allen and her family moved to their farm in 2012 and after COVID set about a change in circumstances and from there, Pets and Critters was born. From goats to donkeys and ducks to guinea pigs, you'll hear them all in this podcast and I hope it brings you as much joy to listen as it did me. So let's get started. Jodie, tell me about yourself. I've been running the mobile petting zoo for four years and we've just started on-farm visits, which has been a major hurdle, but it's very, very exciting. So tell me how Pets and Critters started. We moved to the farm 10 years ago and I need to blame the daughter and her love for animals. (laughs) We got to the farm and obviously had cows and then she needed a goat and then she needed a rabbit and guinea pigs and it just went beyond ridiculous from there. And so you decided that you would open for business and... Yeah, so I used to get visitors to the house all the time that just said, like, this is crazy, we need to do something with all of these animals. So then I had to do search three animal studies. So I went to TAFE for six months and did work placement and, yeah, just exploded. And I'm really, really stoked with how it's doing. So where was the, the first event that you attended? With the mobile zoo? Carly Lane's the film. Ah. Max yeah. So it was the absolute unknown. <laughs> but we set up in the car park out the back under the shelter and I had so many friends that were so excited to come to visit and I can still remember the little girls, the first little girl that came in and sat there with rabbits and cats and yeah, so exciting. Tell me about your team. Is it just you? Do you have some other people helping you? The main, and I couldn't do it without her, but she hates how much it's all about her, is the 16-year-old. So Emily, and it is her pure dog that's made me want to share it with everyone. She just loves, whether it's a frog or a butterfly or cow or anything, and every single animal she's absolutely in love with. I do have two staffs that help occasionally, which is Jackie. She's amazing. She used to do childcare too. And then Zara, which um, because it's all changed so much since COVID, we haven't had Zara much, but she is amazing and a good girl. So what kind of events are you attending now? Tell me what a day-to-day or a week looks like for you. A week through holidays is absolutely crazy. (laughs) We've got Warhope Country Club this afternoon. Tomorrow we've got a day off, which is amazing. Wednesday we've got on-farm visits where I've got three families booked in. Thursday we are somewhere. (laughs) But so I try and do birthday parties. I have got a few regulars that through holidays, Southwest Rocks Caravan Park, 
and they've been absolutely amazing. They get me at least once a week through school holidays. So they're really, really good. A lot of holidayers, so kids that have never seen guinea pigs or rabbits, Queenslanders, because they can't own a rabbit, they love rabbits. And then besides my regulars, it's mainly birthday parties. Mm. So through December it was all the end-of-year Chrissy parties. We did Barrel Preschool. A lot of parties, like end-of-year, which is so happy. It's really good. This episode has been sponsored by At Realty Nambucca Heads. Craig, Norell and the team are locals serving locals, prioritising good old-fashioned face-to-face service, keeping valued clients informed regularly on all aspects of the sale process. At Realty believe that listening to you is the most important thing and they are ready and waiting to help you move on to the next chapter of your life. You can find the team at 22 Bower Street Nambucca Heads or on your favourite social platform. I'm just looking across at the menagerie of animals that you have here and we'll go through that in a minute, but I'm thinking about how what the process would be for you to get them from A to B and that must be quite labour-intensive. Can you tell me about that? Uh, mobile, every time we do a mobile now, we sort of go, because ah, we're packing the car, because if you come to the farm, it's so much more relaxed. But they travel in their little cat carriers. We've got like a dog crate for the larger ones, like goats and pigs and things like that but yeah loading the car we've got it down to a fine art because we've been doing it for so long now but it is that I'm going somewhere so it's still good and I think the excitement of kids when they turn up I turn up in a car I don't have a trailer it's all packed in my boot (laughs) but yeah it's always where's the trailer where's the animals and I open the boot and they're nicely packed in there just picturing when you stop for a petrol or a drink and you've just got a various <laughs> quacks and guinea pig squeals and goats. Macca's drive-through is amazing when I've got the goats in the background and you're trying to order. <laughs> it's always the goats that like to talk and then you get to where they hand your food and they're like, what is that? <laughs> Too funny. So talk me through the animals that you have here on the farm. Okay, so when you get to the first gate, you come in and there's all the little pens that are mainly for looking. We've got ducklings, chickens, rabbits, guinea pigs down one end and then you go up to the other end, which is more nursery, calves, pigs, goats and lambs. And then everyone sort of sees that and thinks, oh, wow, and then you go out to the pen where the donkey greets you (laughs) and then our packer geese, turkeys, and we sort of do that. We sort of show everyone and then we come back in and I'm like, right, now there's two doors out the end. You've got to walk out there and that's where there's more chook pens and turkeys and ducks and very, very exciting, I think. (laughs) So I guess like most animal lovers, you kind of know each animal's personality individually Mm. and have some memories around that. Tell me about something that stands out for you as a memory with one of the animals. It's got to be the white guinea pig. She's albino, so the red eyes. The kids think she's creepy, but once we've found them to have a cuddle, she'll sit there and eat carrots endlessly. And then the the albino rabbit's the same. She's She'll sit up and lick for carrots when they're on their bag headings in. So they're pretty special. Mm. Any events stand out for you as being particularly memorable with people or children? 
I think it would just need to be birthday parties. The birthday party, the birthday child is always so excited to show their friends what they've got. And, and they're really, the parents of that child are very appreciative and they are absolutely amazed me in that they are so thankful for us sharing what we've got with them. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever done a wedding? No. So on farm visits the other day, we, we've got a little suggestions card. And we sat down at the end and she was like, Airbnb, Stellies, I could have my wedding here. I'm like, oh, my God, you need to just show down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is a space with so much potential. It know? is. There's, um, I want putt much more, but there is a lot of work, but so much potential. Like, January's blown my mind and we haven't. You know, we, we've tried, obviously, but we could have tried a lot more with advertising and yeah, so it would be very interesting what it's for you is So what do you think has been the, the key to to establishing yourself so quickly and for this to be have been such a popular thing without a lot of investment in social media? Mm. I think our presence is just so happy and joyful and encouraging of being hands-on, push past your boundaries. I've got a lot of little kids that come in anxious and, and very stressed. And it's that interaction with, you know, you can do this. Oh, you, you'll be all right. Definitely it's the presence and being so happy and, yeah. So I guess you probably also have animals that you kind of know would work for those kids too. Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So... Um, Rabbits, compared to guinea pigs, rabbits are a bit more, they'll jump away than a guinea pig. As long as you've got a little bit of food, guinea pig will sit there and, and cuddle and so relaxing for little kids that are that little bit scared. Yep. Yeah. That's probably hard to pick, but do you, can you tell me about some you know, some of the animals sort of by name and by character? Yeah, so Jenny, the donkey. So Jenny is a female donkey, so we went with that with a name and she's just when we first got her she wouldn't even walk up she wouldn't eat out of our hair she's very distant with the help of my parents living here for six months they constantly fed apples and, and bribed her and now we actually get a pad and every time I stand there and have a good pad I'm like oh my god is this the same donkey she's amazing Amber's the alpaca and she's just so quiet, so friendly. As long as you don't cut her between her ears, she's a little bit feisty then. But down on the neck, she's just twisting and running and running. I've been told I need to train her better for selfies. <laughs> but she's amazing too. That goat you can hear in the background is probably Ginger. <laughs> so Ginger and Alfie are our two bottle-fed ones at the moment. They have had breakfast, but they think they need more because they can see me. So how many animals do you have all up or have you stopped counting? We definitely do not count. <laughs> um, we do run the beef herd of cattle as well. So we've got 30 breeders plus babies and the bull. And so we start from the cattle. There's too many goats. I was told I'd get divorced if I owned a goat. I think I own a dozen goats. <laughs> and sheep. What am I going to forget? All my poultry, our cats and donkey. Yeah, we don't count. Josh did a project <laughs> the son, I think he might have been 10, and he did the, I want to count, I want to work it all out. He's waiting a minute. Are you going to really tell your boss? <laughs> uh, 
So I'm looking in the background and I can see a fair few ducks and uh, there's a silky chook over yeah. there too. Yeah. Uh, so do you have any particular breeds that you kind of go for for the, for the purpose of? Yeah, so my chickens would be, that's actually a silky rooster that free ranges and thinks yeah. he owns the place. A silky is a very placid. I think, personally, more cuddly, frizzle chickens look like a feather duster. They're amazing. With ducks, that's a continuous fight between me and the daughter. She likes the Muscovies. I like the Pekins. And the geese, I've only just, I don't know how it's taken me four years to work out that they're so good for mobile petting zoo. They'll sit and cuddle and, yeah, they're really nice. So how have you built the zoo up to this point? Uh, do you kind of just go to an event and go, that's a silky chook I might like. I might bring that one home with me. How does that happen? Originally, I was never going to own a silky because they're so ridiculous, but they're just so grim. We've definitely, when we decided to build on farm, we did so many visits to different places and I think that's where I've got the, like, geese. I've got friends that own geese and they're absolutely amazing, so that's where I've got a trio of geese. I think most of it goes back to the kids and what, you know, one Christmas they got turkeys and peacocks. Another Christmas they got birds and quails and, yeah, Christmas presents is normally a living thing. So when you started, could you ever imagine that you would be here? <laughs> Definitely not. So even even when I went to TAFE, I'd actually had a lot of anxiety. I didn't leave home for three months. A lot of anxiety, depression, and from that time, I think that was my rock bottom where I learned what am I doing with my life, where am I going, and I need something instead of just being this person that cruised along. And when I went to TAFE, there was a few girls that I met in TAFE that were very similar, and I think we did it to grow ourselves, to change and to find that direction. But converting from mobile to that home is major difference and I'm, I'm really glad we pulled it off because it's been a fair hurdle. I wouldn't have done it without mum and dad helping me build and my um, husband, I should probably just credit to him. <laughs> Wasn't all the biggest fan to begin with but we've, we've got in there. I've got friends that come and say, oh my God, he's turned a corner. I think that's purely the potential and how much Darrowville or Nambucca Valley needs something for the kids and for us to do. And yeah, it's definitely gone way bigger and better than I had imagined. Yeah. So, how do people get in touch to organise a farm visit? So, we've got the website, which is I tell people smarter than me. I had a web designer and I had a business consultant and they worked their magic and it is unreal. You go www.petsandcritics.com.au and you can look at what we've got, but you can also book now through that website and pick the date and whether it's a family child or parent pass. Yeah, so through the website for on-farm visits, definitely, but I've also got Facebook and people reach out through Messenger there a lot. Yeah, or email, phone. Yeah. So what does the future look like for you and your animals? <laughs> Bigger and better, I think, I hope. We have a caravan here that we've renovated. I'm hoping to get it to where I can offer lunches and, you know, have a cafe, a barbecue area, potentially 
overnight stays. This is all in the maybe five-year plan because my head is so full with how I can grow this at present. <laughs> but, yeah, I, on my suggestions form, it's what, what do we need? And when people feel that, you know, I encourage them to... I know my husband would maybe an elephant or a giraffe <laughs> or something completely unrealistic, but maybe emus, kangaroos, but a lot a lot of work, a lot of red tape for those sort of animals. That's why we've started with the farm mm. and once a buffalo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think bigger and better. Yeah. 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 On the topic of elephants. <laughs> Is there um, an animal that you would really like to have and you're working towards? Have you spotted that water tank? I have the painted water tank. So Sarah from Paint Your Town did my water tank. It's absolutely amazing. I'd love a giraffe. And when I told her to paint that tank, I'm like, I just want a giraffe, but I now send people to spot how many animals are on that water tank. Yeah. Realistically, peacocks. I'd love peacocks. I think they're amazing. And a little horse of some sort. Mm. The donkey is filling that gap for now, but I think I do need a horse. Yeah. Well, it's just such a place of, as you said before, so much joy and peace and calm. Yeah. Even though there's a menagerie of sounds and movement, it's just, it's really peaceful here. It's the feel good, I think. We've had Bluebird Disability Group come out a couple of times and it's just that. The acceptance, the animals don't judge, they're, they're loving of everyone, they get along pretty good. And it is, once you sit out in that 20 by 20 pen, the scenery, and it is, there's a lot of noises to hear, but they're calming. Yeah. Well, that donkey's pretty full on when you're not <laughs> expecting it, but it is very peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. With a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for sharing your farm with us. Thank you for And your love for animals. Yeah. <laughs> really appreciate it. Thanks. And we'll link out to your Facebook page and website so people can find you. Excellent. Thanks, Penny. Thanks for tuning in for the sixth episode of the Valley Hub Stories podcast. We have so many exciting things in the work, new podcasts to come. And most excitingly for us, you can now find us on your favourite podcast streaming platform, be that Spotify or Apple or Podbean and everything in between. And we hope that you will share and give us a like and we'd love to hear some feedback from you too. And just to let you know also, if you have an idea for a podcast or it's something that you've always considered doing, We are so incredibly happy to be able to support community members in producing something that they are really passionate about. So please get in touch via our socials, valleyhub underscore nv, or email us at info at thevalleyhub.com.au. We always love to hear from you. Bye for now.